spectacles on the Suzuki, helping riders have fun since 1954. What's up, everybody? Jay Soar is back here at Betancourt's podcast. Today, we got special guests with us from Scars and Stripes, Gary Reagan. What's going on, Gary? What's up, Jay? How you doing, man? Uh, living the dream over here, man. So, today we're here to talk about what you got going on with Scars and Stripes. Um, if you want to fill us in about what you got going on and uh, your goals. Yeah, so uh, so I appreciate you having me on here. Um, so, Scars and Stripes uh, was just founded not even a month ago. Uh, it's been in the works for a while. It's something I've, I've wanted to do. Uh, so, myself as a veteran and a first responder uh, <clears throat> and dealing with my own issues has realized that... Um, there is resources and stuff out there for mental health and wellness for people in our community. Um, unfortunately, a lot of guys turn towards the typical stuff, drugs and alcohol, you know, the negative ways of coping with PTSD, anxiety, depression, any of the stuff that can be cumulative. And some people are turned off to like the mental health standard treatments, um, like going to see a physician or a psychiatrist and things like that. So I launched this as a platform <clears throat> excuse me, to be able to kind of not have like the doom and gloom of just like straight suicide awareness um, and not like the stigma of actually seeking help because help comes in a million different forms, man. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like Definitely. just talking to a brother, having somebody to talk to, um, whether it's events or just having the platform that's out there. Uh, and that's where the name came from was Scars and Stripes. Uh, anybody that knows me knows I love American flags and the whole patriotism and everything, but, um, and then the mental scars that you endure when you, you know, live a life of service, whether you're serving your country, uh, or serving your community, it, it does come at a, a mental cost for everybody. Um, so this is basically a, 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 it's, you know, it's a clothing brand now we're working on the charity end of it. Um, everything does go and support, you know, veterans and first responders, but, we need to grow this and, and get this platform out there to let people know that there's different ways and different types of help. Uh, and that's basically what we're all about, man. Definitely. You know? well, I love it. You know, the whole idea behind it, you know, sharing resources. Um, uh, and I do see that a lot. And I do tell people, you know, one thing that I picked up for myself, I started doing Reiki. And um, the whole point behind me starting to do Reiki was to open up the eyes of other veterans, especially male veterans who don't know how to be vulnerable yep, and let themselves open up and let people in, you know? And I think, I think that's a hard wall that a lot of um, veterans put up. You know, we, we go through the training of being mentally tough, physically tough. And I think a lot of people misconstrue emotionally tough with being, you know, being that rock, you know, just being hard and, and unable to break break down you know so i think uh being vulnerable and and opening up to um different ideas you know and that's where um you know what what's some ways that you you cope with yeah so i i definitely relate what you're saying like the the suck it up and drive on type of mentality Mm -hmm. um you know it's nobody talks about you know what's bothering them because like it's perceived as a sign of weakness man but like having feelings and emotion is human and a lot of these long-term problems come from never processing them or never offloading them. Everybody just buries them away and tucks them away. But guess what, man? They're still there, you know, like, and they, they, 
they'll show up in different ways and forms that you don't really maybe realize that that's what's causing it, you know? So, so for me, um, without getting too in depth, like I've, you know, I have some of my own issues and everything and I've had positive and negative ways of dealing with it. Uh, and then, you know, you have your typical, you know, roots of going with it. So for, for me, I grew up riding, man. Like that was my thing. There was two things I was going to do. I was going to be in the military, a firefighter. And from like, I don't know, two, three years old, I was going to race dirt bikes. That nice. was it. Um, so that, that was my path, man. You know? And, uh, I started riding and racing at like, I think I was 10 years old when I started racing, um, you know, on eighties and everything. And that was my passion. So then I eventually got away from it cause I had a family, got to support my family, went into the military, did my thing there and have been away from the sport for a long, long time. And, and I rode everything, man, street bikes, Harleys, uh, motocross trails, road race, everything. Uh, I put all that on hold and I knew I missed it, but it was like, yeah, you know, and then, uh, just, right? yeah, I mean, it is life happens, you know, and, and I don't regret any of my decisions or, or where I'm at. Uh, I'm very happy of every choice I've made and where it's gotten me. Um, but there was just no outlet, man, you know, um, what I realized was like, I wasn't very excited or passionate about anything. So I was like, man, I'd love to, to start riding again, man. You know what I mean? Like I just turned 40 last year and it's like, shit, like, <laughs> like, am I really going to do this? Quick. You know what I mean? And it's like, can, right? yeah, it's like, I gotta, I gotta get back doing it. And, uh, so so I made the decision. I got a bike and I got back out there a little bit last year and, you know, doing more this year. But through the process, like even just that first day back out twisting that throttle, man, like anybody that rides knows what I'm talking about. But there's a lot of people that have never experienced it, mm-hmm. you know. So this idea popped in my head. It was like because buying a bike's expensive, man. You know what I mean? Like is, all this stuff, like time away from your family riding, like the money that it takes to, to get going. It's like, oh, do I really – need to do this for myself right now so like i was like man like i wonder if there's any organizations out there that like help guys go down this path and when i started looking it up there there isn't much you know there's a couple different groups out there there's tons of like motorcycle organizations that guys that ride can get into but there's nobody that you know there is a few i'm not saying there isn't but that could help a guy get into it or get back into it whether it's financially um physically or even just the anxiety of like, I, I maybe would love to do this, but I don't know anything about doing it. So what will they never do? They won't do it, you know? So I'm like, dude, let's get this thing going, you know? And uh, the Scars and Stripes thing is a broader platform, but one of the divisions that we want to do with it, and that's kind of like my baby and my platform, is the So Others May Ride, which is how we've connected. Um, and look at all the good stuff that's that's coming out of that, man. Already, already. You know, it's nuts. <laughs> I love it. And, um... You know, so I I just started riding dirt, and I always thought of wind therapy, you know, on two wheels, being out on the open road, and but, man, getting out there in the woods is just completely different. You know, it's, you get away from the chaos of the road, you know, um, we, we all know somebody that's, you know, whether it's been hit or some craziness on the road, but out there in the woods, you're in your own element, you don't have to worry about, you know, you know, if you're going to get pulled over, you know, you can, you can do your, you ride your own ride, you yep. know, and, um, it's, it's very, uh, relaxing being, being out in the woods, you know, getting out there. And that's, that's one thing I've been enjoying, uh, since I got my dirt bike, it's, it's something different, you know, um, 
because not not every rider is gonna get out there and hop on the track either. Nope. You know, and I think that's um, one thing that people need to understand. There's so many different aspects to riding. You can go trail riding. You can go, you know, in the pits. Or if you do want to take up racing, you know, there's tracks around there for for that as well. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I think that there's definitely a bike out there for everybody, and um, I, I got a couple spare dirt bikes. I'm always open to letting people hop on them to learn. So if you know anybody, you know. Just... Yeah. So so my thing is like, for me, like everything goes away when you're riding, man. Like. Typically, when you're doing lots of different stuff, like ideas pop in your head, things you get going on, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like when you're riding, like that's it. You know, like I'm riding, I'm paying attention to what I'm doing. You don't you're really have much time on. to focus on anything else. Right, and it's just, it's, I wouldn't say zen-like, mm-hmm. but it's it's an actual legitimate escape from the world. You know, uh, there's so many reasons why. Like there's also the adrenaline involved with it. You know, if you're pushing it, you know. Uh, if you're not pushing it, you're probably not getting that adrenaline, but like most of us, that's a good fit for us. Like that's a huge void. Like I'm, I like adrenaline I have since I was little, like, and when you're not getting that, do you really feel like you're like living? It's like, dude, this is kind of like stale. This is boring. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like that's the stuff guys miss about combat or, you know, in the fire service, like, you know, fires are bad, but you like them because that's your adrenaline fix, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's the cool thing about riding man is like you can you can get that you know along with the the relaxing ride where it's an escape you know you go out you chill you block everything out you're not on your phone you know you're not dealing with any like the typical stresses so it's a true escape and that's like like i said if you get it like throttle therapy wind therapy two-wheel therapy whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. it's a legit thing man like I haven't smiled like like that in a long time. Like, and it was I'm like in my helmet looking like the Joker, like yeah. smiling ear to ear. And never really a bad day when. You're yeah, no, it's like right? yeah, it's like oh man, you know, I, I missed this man. You know what I mean? It's like and I didn't even realize how much I missed it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then I don't think um, so. One one thing that like I was thinking about with the the VA connection to therapy and this and they they they're completely open to putting veterans on horses. We all seen that, you know, yep. equine therapies, you know, uh, tried and true, you know, they, they, they do it all over. You yep. know, why wouldn't the VA be open to, you know, putting vets on dirt bikes or, you know, it's like, why not? Yeah. I think it's, I think they're becoming more open. The VA is more open to, uh, alternative therapies, which you're seeing like, yeah. uh, more recently, uh, and some of the programs they're launching, um, but they're they're still very corporate and they have their ways of doing it. and you're gonna get the typical I was like, Well dirt bikes are so dangerous and exactly. all this stuff, like riding is so dangerous. Like not that a horse could kill you or anything, but Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I mean there's a lot of stuff that's that's dangerous but could be good for you. Um so my thing is like I, I see the red tape side mm-hmm. of all those things, but um the inherent risk it's kinda like where you where you push it, man. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna go riding you're not gonna be a lunatic, like you're probably not going to get hurt, you know. Uh, it's when you're you're pushing those boundaries that's where the the issues happen. Uh, at least in my experience. Now, yeah. last weekend I was over in uh, Tiverton, Rhode Island, at MX six ninety one. Um, met a gentleman over there that does. Um, he actually does lessons, dirt bike lessons. He's been uh, running it for years now. He's talking about um, possibly shutting it down because not enough riders coming out post COVID and everything. Um, 
But if you get a chance, check it out. It's getoffyourphoneandride.com. Um, it in the acronym. So every first letter of okay. that. Okay, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to say it's like goypar.com. But um, yeah, I was talking to him about uh, what you got going on as well. And um, so that's funny is uh, so one of my brothers that I deployed with that's uh, an ambassador for Mission Twenty Two. Mm-hmm link me up with a, a, a gentleman from down that area. Uh, and it's like, hey, man, you, you've been to, you know, 691. I was like, no. He's like, man, he's like, you got to get there. And so now all these things like the the network and community, which is good for us, it's kind of like what a lot of us are missing, uh, you know, outside of the military. Um, we're talking about like, how do we get like a ride day together? You know, like how do we get a, an event at a track where it's geared towards vets and first responders getting together and riding together, right, you know? Right. Um so that's that's the place that he mentioned. So, so this, like I said, this is the the stuff that's happened in the last month since launching Scots and Stripes. It's taken off. Huh? It, it's <laughs> it's nuts, man. Like it's like, man, like yeah, like it's all good stuff, which is awesome. But we got to get some things in place to be able to. Yeah, oh yeah. But I'm used. But I'm used <laughs> to that, man. Like that's anybody that knows me knows I'm pretty much a thousand miles an hour, man. That's and awesome. like I always have multiple things going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm comfortable with all that. But I want it to be successful. And I want other vets and first opponents to be involved. We have such an awesome, talented community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like I said, this this is happening right here because of our connection through the military and riding. Definitely. You definitely. know. And, again, I want to thank uh, Betancourts for being, you know, so supportive of all of my crazy ideas. And, um, you know, they're very supportive of the veterans, first responders. Um, and, yeah, I can't, can't thank them enough. For, uh, giving me this opportunity to be able to do stuff like this you know um, it's great and I'm looking forward to see you know this business and friendship grow you know uh, I think it's it's really gonna get rolling like I called it this morning like it's it's all a snowball effect it, it is once, man. Once it <laughs> it's kind of crazy <laughs> hang on yeah but, um, yeah I, th- I think we got some great things uh, to work through and you know, uh, organize some rides, get some vets out there together, and and first responders as well. And um, I know you mentioned something the other day about uh, how police officers, you know, nowadays, how they they can't even say how they're they they can't even mention their profession. They yeah, like, so they're, they're almost so, like they're not proud. Not, yeah, not proud, so but, so with being an ambassador for. Um, mental health, PTSD, and wellness, like, people do, they they know I'm not going to judge them if they come talk to me or open up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't share people's personal stuff either. So that's that's a huge thing. So it's sad for me to hear from people that are serving and protecting our community, police officers, who legitimately are putting their lives on the line literally every day, uh, literally not proud of what they're doing, you know? So... They're not going to wear, you know, you know, firefighters rock fire department T-shirts everywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like this. We don't get that as firefighters a little bit lately. Maybe like some people like to, you know, kind of give you a hard time, but not mostly. But the police are like in society today. Like I'm not trying to get political, but they're, they're not respected. And mm. there has been issues, but like it's blown up. It's politicized, all this type of stuff. So guys don't even want to share like that. That's what they do. Right. You know? Um, so yeah, a lot of them, you mentioned that the other day and it really stuck in my head and, and, um, 
because not for nothing, like, I, I, I wear, you know, my uh, combat veteran stuff all the time. You know, I'm proud to be a combat veteran. And um, not that I, like, try to flaunt it, but more so just to uh, basically connect with other veterans. You know, they oh, see yeah. that. Yep. But, yeah, that's, you know, it's it's tough. Um, it's not a thank me for my service. It's, uh, it's that, oh, you see that guy out, like, it sparks that conversation. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the thing with, with a lot of the events that I want to get planned and having. Like, you'll be around people that you could be proud of who you are and what you do, you know? Um, And that's, yeah, you should be. And I mean, we're not going to change society, but like we can make, you know, and build and support our own community. Um, And to touch on what you were saying with, you know, wearing um, like veteran based apparel. All right. So most of us veterans can kind of spot a vet anyways. I don't really care what you're wearing, man. Like, yep. Most likely, you know what I mean? You're typically right. Uh, We kind of have some, Something about us that guys pick up on. But having that shirt, that hat, or whatever on is, like, that's, like, the the welcome, like, the conversation side. Of like, oh, man, you were with, you know, the 101 or wherever you were. And, like, oh, I served here, I served there. So it's that connection, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's kind of where my brand came in because it's a connection. Like, if you see somebody wearing something Scars and Stripes, they either are or support those who serve. You I know, love it. so so that's my thing. Start the conversation, man. You yeah. know, Neil came in the other day. Um, good friend of yours, right? Yep. He uh, and instantly, you know, I saw the scars and stripes, and I was like, bam! I had to go out there and talk to him. And yeah, we had some great conversation, and you know, uh, he had nothing but great things to say. Showing me his bike, I, man, I love the graphic kits. Uh, I can't wait to see what what. Uh, if you want to give him a plug. Oh yeah, Jim at uh, Jim at Division Graphics has been great. He's uh. He's, he's been awesome, man. Like, uh, he's a very creative, talented dude. Um, he works out of Kevin's Racing in Norton, so he's got his graphics set up over there. Uh, he designed a kit for us, um, which can be customized to each person, uh, like riding numbers, no numbers, whatever you want on it. But it's basically the base Scars and Stripes so other may ride kit. Um, so it's awesome, man. I mean, that right there is kind of like, like you said, the same thing. Like, you see a guy at a track with that stuff on his bike, he either supports it or is from the community, you know? So that's growing this community, getting our message out there, you know, uh, is really what this is all about, you know? Yeah, and it's cool stuff, man. <laughs> like, this is all fun stuff. All around awesome. You know, um, I appreciate you coming down today. You know, um, I hope, you know, I wish I wish Cars and Stripes and nothing but the best. I, I see the sky's the limit for us, um, you know, and it's really going to take off. Uh, I can't wait to actually get out there and ride. Oh yeah, um, it's coming. I was trying oh, yeah. to go today, but I'm I'm gonna go. I'll be at uh, Middleborough Sunday. I, I was I was today's my day off, and but um, I told the owner, hey, if I come in today, then we'll go ride Thursday. But now it's gonna rain Thursday, so I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I, I know uh, Friday's yeah. looking like it's gonna be like 70 degrees. I can't wait. Yeah, because uh, I've been out riding on my 450. Um, I got the CRF 450X. And it's it's just been nothing but miserable weather every time I've gone out. So I'm looking forward to the better weather. It's a little more fun ground, when it's you know? when it's a little nicer out, but yeah. <laughs> there's really no bad days riding. So what are you riding anyway? Uh, so I'm uh, I'm on a KTM 350 uh, SXF. That, but. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, <laughs> I'll, well, shoot, going back. So I rode Hondas from '89 to early 2000s, 
Then uh, I went Yamaha in 04 with a YZ250F. Mm. Never, never comfortable on that bike. It was, that kind of, you know, turned me off. Um, not that Yamaha's a bad brand, but that bike was just terrible for me. Uh, and then 07, I bought a KTM um, 250SXF and loved it, man. The nice. thing, was, thing was awesome. Um, and then that was the last bike I had prior to, to this, last dirt bike I had prior to this. Um, so I just went back with the KTM because I went with the 350. Uh, I feel like it's a good good blend for me. I probably do absolutely fine on a 250. I'm not that big of a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a 450 is a beast. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of bike to handle. Yeah, but. too much bike for me, to be honest. I got the 450, and I kind of instantly, like, smacked myself. Like, come on, what am, what am I thinking? Yeah. But it was more so just like, all right, I know I don't want the 250F because it's yep. just not enough. Then I didn't want to go with the race bike because I didn't want to do with the maintenance interval. So I was like, all right, I'll go with the Woods 450. Yeah. Man, that's a lot of bike. You think the Japanese brands are going to come out with a 350? I I don't know. You know, I don't know what has been going on with Honda. Um, They came out with the 300L, which I thought was a great move for them because the 250 was just underpowered for the street. But then I was hoping they would come out with a 300 Woods bike, you know, but they just... You know, dropping the ball there. See, us older guys, like, like I don't really need a 450. I don't want to wind the piss out of a 250. So I kind of like that that happy medium. And, uh, I mean, I really can't speak too much on it because i got, like, three hours on the bike right now. So it's barely broken in. Nice. But so far, so good. You know, I'm not looking for any any more than that. It's more than enough power to get me going. Uh, I miss the two-stroke days, man, though. Like, I don't know. I got this, this strong desire to uh, – to have a 125 two stroke and just rip that thing you know i never i never been a you know i never uh had a two stroke the only two stroke i ever had was a, a yamaha blaster that don't even count okay you know? yeah yeah <laughs> it barely has a power band right yeah but um uh i see the transition you know back from so i had jojo kellen in here uh talking to him about his past and racing and everything he was on the national circuit and um he talks about, you know, the first time they heard a four-stroke on the track. And now we're complete opposite. Oh, we completely flipped. four-strokes. Yep. And then you see, um, what's his you name? You talking about Stank Dog? Stank Dog. Dude, yeah, Stank he's Dog like a cult hero right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loving him. He's awesome. Yeah, no, I love the two-strokes, but honestly, I think, I mean, I know this is definitely not the, uh, the uh, majority of opinion, but... I would think I'm ex- I'm excited to see electric. So I see saying. I see pluses and minuses to it, man. You know what I mean? Like I've seen so many tracks over the years open and close. Um, you think of the the drawbacks, you know, to the complaints. You know what I mean? Like um, I mean, shoot, I think it was Mark Husnander. I think was in Rehoboth, opened a track mm-hmm. uh, back in my like NEMA. I think it was NEMA. I don't think it was any MX yet. Yeah, it would have been NEMA days. And uh, I rode with his kids and everything. And uh, he opened a track. But the EPA shut him down. You know, noise, environments. That track still could have been there had it been for, you know, electric bikes. So I see I see the benefits of it. Like, you could do an indoor setup, uh, things like that. But I don't know if it, it'd be the same. And I haven't ridden one. But that whole, like, the smells, the sounds. Right. Like, that's part of, like, what's cool about it. You know what I mean? So, like, now you're going to, like, not have that? I don't know. Like, but you also don't have to shift on those things. Mm. So you're just ripping. Just so, like, rip. as a <laughs> as an older dude, like, you know what I mean? Like, with arm pump and all that stuff, like, maybe that'd be kind of cool to just, just bomb around. I just seen some kid ripping by here the other day on a Segway. 
I want to say it was an X160 or something. It wasn't the top model, but I flagged it down. I was like, dude, bring that thing over here. I got to check it out, right? And um, wicked cool. Like, yeah. They're just, you know, it's silent. It's light, you know. Um, I think uh, for the trail rides, I, I would assume, like, maybe um, the the range would become an issue. You know, get how, yeah. how long can you actually get out there? Yep. But I guess, you know, some of these uh, racing electric bikes can um you know run a full moto no no problem yeah so. yeah and then i mean i think j-day just added a e-bike oh no way yeah so i just saw that the other day um and that's actually that's something i want to try this year too i've never done j-day mm-hmm. uh every, everybody's talking about it seems like it's like a good blend of everything um so that's that's something i'm gonna try this year and give it a shot i'm looking to get into a scramble this year um the hoot owl sc- scramble is coming up fast uh, i think it's next weekend I don't think I'm oh, going to yeah, make it real to fast. that one. I'm not ready yet. I know <laughs> yep. I'm not ready for it. Um, I, I definitely got to get out there and put some miles under my ass and, uh, you know, get get some some uh, seat time on that thing. So so one thing I would say that in my experience in, oh, geez, I mean, since the early 90s with the motorcycle community, all right? So I road raced. I raced motocross. um, I rode like stunt bikes and all that stuff, and we did we did charity rides, we did all sorts of stuff. So like, the whole family and community around whatever facet of motorcycles you're into is extremely supportive. Um, so if you've never ridden before, man, like the anxiety of like starting, it, like oh man, like believe me, we all started somewhere. Mm-hmm. We were all beginners. We were all kind of sucked and didn't know what we were doing. You know, there's somebody that you're gonna meet that will help you out, and yeah. that's. That's what I like about it. Like, as far as a fit for vets and first responders too, like, they like helping people. Mm-hmm. All right. So like, we might be kind of tough at asking for help, you know. But this community, like, you don't feel bad. Like, there's no one like putting you down or anything like that. It's it's just a great fit for the two to come together uh, as a positive outlet. Yeah. You know. I mean, even uh, my first time getting out on a dirt bike, it was funny because I I like I said I got the supermoto DRZ. And I'm out there, I, and I took my supermoto wheels. Oh, so you're telling me and, and converted it, yeah. And just for the hell of it, these guys were out riding on a track over in Berkeley. Um, local guy, another guy is getting shut down, unfortunately. Uh, hopefully, things turn around for him. But yeah, he. Uh, I showed up there, and these guys laughed at me. They were like, "You're not gonna make it anywhere on this track." They're like, "But have fun, like yeah. go for it." Oh yeah. And sure enough, thirty <laughs> seconds in, I was in the sand. Down, yeah. Like down. I didn't say we weren't going to bust each other's balls or give each other a lot of time. But oh, like, no, that's... no, it was great. And honestly, like, I, I expected that. But then they told me, like, this is what you need to do. Yep. You need to go over to these wheels, put these tires on there, and you'll be good. Yep. And I did that, and it was awesome. Like I, So slowly, they got me going, and um, now I'm on a real dirt bike. So yep. see how it goes this year. Yeah, it's I'm awesome, excited. man. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to riding with you a couple times this year at least. Definitely, definitely. Well, I appreciate you coming down today. You know, um, like I said before, uh, I, I think this thing's really going to blow up. Um, looking forward to getting more vets in here. Anybody that wants to come in, be a part of the podcast, and stay tuned. I think we got a Scars and Stripes podcast coming up. Yeah, I think that's a, that. a great idea. I, I appreciate you having me on here, man. This is you, this is my first podcast ever. So, nice. uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm psyched, man. And, uh, yeah, anybody, I mean, Betancourt's has been a supporter of me since – the early 90s man you know and uh look at us now things are happening and and scars and stripes 
is going to be good for our community, man. I think it'll help a lot of people out. Making moves. So uh, make sure you visit www.scarsandstripes1776.com. And um, also uh, be sure to give them a like on Facebook. Instagram. Yep. yep, we're on the socials, yep. Twitter? You got a Twitter? No. Nope. I don't, don't tweet either. Don't know how to do any of that. Yeah, me neither. I'm kind of a dinosaur, <laughs> man. I'm like new to this. That's where you come in, man. You can yeah. help me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, be sure to check us out every week. Uh, trying to put some new material out on the podcast. So uh, be safe out there and keep the rubber side down. Peace. <laughs>